1: This is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on everyone. Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome to episode 104. This week, we're going to be talking a lot about the WWE Royal Rumble, which was this past Saturday night in St. Louis at the Dome at America Center. A lot of events occurring there, a lot of fallout heading into WrestleMania season. We have Ronda Rousey back in WWE. We have Brock Lesnar in the Rumble after losing the title to Bobby Lashley. We have Roman Reigns in a lot of different things. So much to talk about. With our special guests today, coming up in just a little bit, we will recap the Royal Rumble with our two very special guests. First from All Heel Wrestling, the voice of violence, Phil Meyer Sr., a.k.a. No Show with Phil. And we also welcome former WWE.com writer, Jordan Gerritsen. So very excited to have two first-time guests to recap the Royal Rumble in just a little bit. But first things first, we want to talk about local Chicago wrestling, including an AEW event coming up this week in downtown Chicago. AEW's Dynamite and Rampage tapings, Wednesday night, February the 2nd. And it could be pretty interesting with the weather in Chicago that night. But for the very first time, we have CM Punk taking on MJF, and it'll be live on TBS. This Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. Very excited to see that match. Kind of surprised they're going to give it away on cable TV rather than on pay-per-view. But I am pumped to see what those two can do in the ring. What kind of magic they can produce. If it's anywhere close to their promo abilities, it should be a whole lot of fun. Expect some pinnacle interaction. And maybe Wardlow shows his true colors on Wednesday night. We'll see about that. All right, taking a look back at this past weekend, we have Southland Championship Wrestling this past Saturday night in Shabance. It was a crazy show with plenty of involvement from POW Entertainment coming up from the north. And Windy City Slam would like to congratulate the new SCW champion. He's also the POW Entertainment champion, Scott Spade. He defeats James Creed to win the vacant title there. Also, Natasha Crean, is your new scw women's champion she defeats angel and evil gains evil retained the scw tag team championships over dysfunction a little bit of warrior wrestling news coming up for their next show which is warrior wrestling 19 saturday night february the 12th at cicero stadium in cicero And Thunder Rosa will be defending the Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship. And now this past weekend, Warrior Wrestling social media has been teasing a blockbuster announcement for Thunder Rosa's opponent. That opponent will be announced this Wednesday, February the 2nd. And from the clues I see and from the math, I believe that opponent is going to be Formerly known as Ember Moon, the former NXT women's champion, she's now going to be going as Athena on the independent scene. Warrior cannot announce that, obviously, until the 90 day non compete clause is up. But that should be a terrific match in a couple of weeks. Thunder Rosa against Athena for the Warrior Wrestling Championship for the women. All right, this weekend we have a couple of really big Chicago area events. And I'm going to start off with A.A.W. Pro's Legacy, Friday night, February the 4th, 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. And off the top, Ron Simmons, the WWE Hall of Famer, a.k.a. Farouk, a.k.a. Ron from APA. He will be doing a meet and greet and meeting fans there as well. And the card, let's take a look and see what we have there. The A.A.W. Heritage Championship. Ace Austin defends the title against Davey Vega. Then we have Leo Rush against walking weapon Josh Alexander. In an unsanctioned no rules match, it'll be Fred Yehi against Schaff. A Boro match between two brutes, the last real man Silas Young against one called Manders. In tag team action, we have Hakim Zane and Kalam taking on ACH and Jassi. In a mixed tag team match, Christy Janes and Ren Jones looking to continue their success after defeating Storm Grayson and Sky Blue at the last AAW event. They're taking on pretty proper this time. And I love this team. It's Lady Frost and Victor Benjamin. Then we have Jake Something against Russ Jones. And also advertised will, will be your AAW champion Matt Fitchett. Ace Perry, who is the co-holder of the tag team titles. Shane Hollister makes his A.A.W. return, plus Braden Lee and Stephen Wolfe. Turning to POW Entertainment, Road to Slam Fest, and it will be Saturday night, February the 5th, at Rumpoles up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. And the card is as follows. The POW champion, Scott Spade, with Tiny in his corner, taking on sharpshooter James Creed from SCW in a rematch from this past weekend. Then we have the big triple threat match for the POW Midwest Championship. The champion, Rough Crossing, with Tiny in his corner, taking on veteran ice pick Vic Capri, and from SCW, Irish car bomb, Sean Mulligan. Then we have Lost Soul, Chris Cairo, against Max Holiday. Hooks O'Bannon versus Bao, with Nick H in his corner. Jimmy Blaze against Kazile, with Tommy McCobb in. Kaziles Corner. And also, you'll see stars such as Paulie Tomaselli, Joey the Pitbull Chi Chi, and much more. And now, Rocket Pro Wrestling. I I really like what they've been doing since they've come back these last few months. They are having Cupid's Carnage coming up on Saturday, February 5th at St. Joseph's Park in Joliet. And in the main event, the Rocket Pro Championship, Marche Rocket defends the title in an open challenge hmm and I just threw a few names on my notes as potential opponents I mean it could be pretty much anybody on the card or even people who aren't on the card could it be grin again could it be Shogun Chris Logan again could it be the Chicago bear hug Steve Michaels or it could be anybody else that's on the card as well and let me run down the announced matches on the card Rocket Pro Tag Team Championships, and this is going to be really good. A triple threat, no coast. Joey Blues and Brian Crazer defending the titles against Youth Gone Wild. That's Matt Creed and Tommy Heisman. And Country Air making their debut, Zach Hendricks and Doc Simmons. And as a side note, if you missed last week's episode of Windy City Slam podcast, Check it out. We have Country Air on for the very first time, and they're very excited about their Rocket Pro debut. Also, we have Just Amazing versus Ruthless Rockin' Rivera. For the Inter-County Championship, Flash Harris makes his return to the promotion, defending the title in a fatal four-way match against Sabotage, Shaq Jordan, and ryan matthews that should be really really good a lot of good young talent in that match and then we have an interesting bout quinn wittick against the mercenary garrison creed that ought to be really good too and creed is always another guy i think can make the challenge for marshay's championship as well so maybe he'll pull double duty you never know and then you have a six-man tag team match the idols Damian Gray, Kevin Cade, and rock star Johnny Nye taking on Those Damn Coyotes, Damian DeShane, Wild Child Connor Hopkins, and Old Evil Christian Rose. couple of other events on Saturday that I will mention. Saturday night, February the 5th, Zawa Live returns to Sterling at the Moose Lodge with On The Run. And then also Saturday night, February the 5th, Northland Pro Wrestling returns with Heartbreakers up in Woodstock all right come on up here in mere moments we're gonna be talking about the WWE Royal Rumble with our special guests the voice of violence of all-heel wrestling Phil Meyer senior and former wwe.com writer Jordan Gerritsen stay tuned want to get more customers for your business promoters do you want more exposure for your upcoming event Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week, big weekend in WWE. We had the Royal Rumble at the Dome of America Center in St. Louis. And now it's time to talk with our special guests. We're going to recap the Rumble, give some opinions and viewpoints and all that good stuff. First, from All Heel Wrestling, he's the voice of violence, Phil Meyer Sr., a.k.a. Show with Phil, and also... We have former WWE.com writer, Jordan Gerritsen. So welcome to the show, Phil and Jordan. What up? Thanks
0: what for job, having thanks. us. Mike, thank you so much for having us, brother. Big, big week. Big week in wrestling. Big yeah,
2: plenty to, to talk about no shortage of material for today. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: WrestleMania season is one of my favorite times of year. It starts with the Raw Rumble continues through to WrestleMania and the Monday night raw after mania. So, so exciting times ahead from WWE, whether you like it or you don't like it. I mean, there's some good, there's some bad, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but first I want to bring in Phil. He's the voice of violence for all heel wrestling. It's a new promotion up in the Northern suburbs of the Chicago area. And now Phil, what is your role with All-Heel Wrestling? Take us into the life of Phil Myers.
0: So for All-Heel Wrestling, I am the voice of violence. I'm a color commentator with the company, along with uh, 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 the WFW champion, um, my boy Dallas Reese, man. It's an awesome time. Uh, what we've been doing with All-Heel Wrestling is just, its it's, it's the wrestling you want to see. It's the wrestling you want to see. It 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 has the feel of the old ECW style with a little bit of Texas, with a little Florida state, with the competitors that we have are just amazing, man. And I'm happy to be a part of
1: it. It's quite the diverse group of competitors up there. Uh, guys like Vic Capri, you got guys like Dysfunction. I mean, Absolutely. you have guys from like all different types of backgrounds and, and styles and wrestling. The beautiful thing about
0: it is, I mean, like, we have the male and females on the roster, like you were saying, Vic Capri, uh, uh, the big guy, Fletch Malone, uh, 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 Mateo Valentine. You look at all these competitors that we have, uh, uh, Raven Radix. I-, I mean, it's it's talent. It's amazing, amazing talent that they put their all into their craft. And they're awesome to work with. And shout-out to, you know, shout-out to King Torch and the Heathen, you know, the, the management I mean, like, they're they're phenomenal people to work with, too. I mean, it's like, what else could you ask for? I'm a nerd heaven. I'm a wrestler heaven with All Heel Wrestling. So fun times for me.
1: So how did you get connected with All Heel?
0: You know what? I was actually working with uh, Neglected Noise podcast, Big Mouth, which is kind of like a rap and hip-hop type thing, which was actually at a studio that, uh, that King Torch was running. And it was like, yo, you like wrestling? I love wrestling. Oh my God, what do you mean? I like wrestling. And then the next thing I know, me and Torch linked up. We headed off. And he was like, dude, have you ever done like commentary? And I was mm, only at home when I'm watching wrestling with my kids. <laughs> and he was like, bro, like, yo, like, I got all your wrestling going on. I'm doing this promotion. I want you to be a part of it. And that, from there, it's history.
1: All right, now switching over to Jordan Gerritsen, a former WWE.com writer. And you held that job for a little while, right? About
2: about two years, yeah. Uh, had a very uh, odd roundabout way of getting there, um, dating back almost 10 years beforehand. But um, I had come in, come in contact with uh, somebody who worked on the team who I eventually worked with all the way back in college. And we had kind of kept in touch over the years alone you know, lo and behold, an opportunity became uh, available at the right time, uh, you know, reached out and spent a couple of time, uh, spent a couple years on the, on the digital and social content team there. Um, very interesting time to uh, be a part of that company when you're talking about, you know, just before the pandemic through the Thunderdome era yep. and then Ooh. kind of. Uh, you know, not quite out of the pandemic yet, but obviously back to a, you know, a live WrestleMania after having the uh, the very bizarre um, WrestleMania um, in front of no one that is probably going to stand the test of time. Test of time is the strangest mania ever, but got to uh, work on a lot of cool projects, work with a lot of very talented people. Um, and, you know, it was a great, very memorable experience um, lives up to. um some of the stories you, you, you've probably heard in many respects, both good and bad. So um, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, gives me a, a little bit of a different uh, perspective that I can bring to the table. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I can say I'm proud that I went in a fan and I'm still a fan of wrestling after having been behind the curtain. So I feel good about that. Yeah, now unfortunately, it's more of the pink slip
1: era in WWE. Uh, exactly,
2: and I, it's it is unfortunate. I, I I will I will preface to say that I was lucky to leave on my own volition. One of few people who left the company in that time on my own volition, but I did work with a lot of folks who, um, you know, were let go. People, you know, obviously people have talked a lot about the wrestlers that have been cut, but also a lot of behind the scenes staff had been let go over the last couple of years, and some really. Um, talented people who put in a lot of years there um, who, you know, it certainly surprised me and I I think WWE definitely missing out on some of the talent that they let go but lots of people that are going on to do uh, other cool things and, you know, in entertainment and beyond. So,
1: and I know we'll probably get into that when we talk about the rumble about talent that could have been there that could have made things maybe a little bit better especially in the men's rumble but (laughs) (laughs) but let's go over the rumble um you guys uh let's start with phil first uh general overall opinion of the show
0: uh okay out of 10 one being absolute torture 10 being best royal rumble ever I'd say I was at a four or five. Okay. Uh, yeah. What
1: What do you think? Uh, what What brought it down for you? Uh,
0: predictability. Yeah. The predictability. Uh, I, okay. So so I want to be very careful because I don't want to upset anyone. I still watch wrestling like I'm that five year old kid and was like, "Yo, these are superheroes." When you look at Jimmy Snuka flying off the top it's like, yo, people can fly. I still watch wrestling like I'm that kid. I want to be fooled. I want to be tricked in a good way. Don't shove Brock Roman down my throat again. Yeah.
1: I said about the third or fourth time we're going to get that in a major show or, or maybe like sixth or seventh. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You know, um, um, even even with Ronda Rousey, some people were excited, some people weren't. If you don't really have respect for the business, why are you here?
1: Yeah. Now, you what know, what for you was a positive coming out of the Royal Rumble?
0: Uh, seeing Edge and Beth team up—that was awesome. That was fun. That was awesome. I enjoyed that match. Um, uh, the Miz. It, it, <laughs> it's funny you asked me that because i i i wasn't prepared for that because there were more negative things than good um seeing the enjoyment on my kid's face on my son's face he enjoyed it you know <laughs> come back to me on that <laughs> come
1: okay back we'll, to me on that. okay we'll let jordan talk a little bit um what is your overall assessment of the show, Jordan? And go into a little bit about what you may have liked about it or what you may not have liked about it.
2: I'll probably sound like the good cop here. I'm not going to defend it as a great show, but I got to say when I when I looked at Twitter after the night, I felt a little disconnected from the universe. Obviously, you guys, as I'm sure you've seen, fans have come down on the event pretty hard. I don't think those thoughts that Phil shared were – I don't think he's alone in those thoughts and with, with those sentiments that he has. It was definitely – an unpopular show. And I, I can't really disagree about the men's rumble for, for me. I thought that was the obvious um, low point. I I'm not sure I'm ready to call it the worst Royal rumble of all time. People seem to have short memories. Um, I seem to remember a couple um, back-to-back years in in 14 and 15 in particular, that that were pretty horrible and actively uh, kind of working against fans in some respect. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas this one, um, you know, to Phil's point, I think it was just kind of dry and a little dull and didn't have that that, um, you know, that those explosive, exciting moments that, you know, make you you stand up and get excited or really surprise or shock you. But nothing actively upset me. I think um, at the end of the day, I think the show um, I know I know people kind of have similar thoughts about Ronda as they do about Brock, as Phil kind of touched on. But um, I think if you end that show with the women's rumble, as opposed to the men's rumble, I think people are feeling differently. Um, I think the the women's rumble was a lot better. Um, And uh, there was still some predictability. Whereas, you know, if Ronda Rousey's showing up, she's going to win. You're not going to have her show up and not win, win the Royal rumble. Like, let's just, let's just be real here. She's, she's the biggest, the biggest name that they have in terms of a, female superstar and arguably you know she's right up there with rock whether female or male but obviously um that that predictability to an extent is definitely there but i also wonder you know if i'm uh you know if we're not as online and and scrolling through twitter as much as we are is it less predictable is it you know is it is it extremely hard to, to 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 have an unpredictable show in 2022 i don't know and i don't know if that's me um you know, making excuses for them. But I, I will say I come at it from a – it, it's good because Phil comes at it with a different perspective, whereas I feel like I've been, uh, I've been burnt by the disappointment iron too many times of WWE, and I've, I've corrected with uh, lower expectations for myself going into this. But to give you something, uh, a, a good thing that I don't, I don't think a lot of people are talking about, um, I thought they did a good job of uh, reheating Drew McIntyre in the Mm -hmm. men's Royal rumble. I thought his run kind of got cold. Um, and they, they, he really was the victim of bad luck winning the rumble, getting that push right, right around when the pandemic was starting. And then he had to kind of carry the title through the Thunderdome. And I, I think fans got a little tired of that act, but I thought, uh, he was booked very well in that rumble. And, um, I don't think you can say that for a lot of other competitors in, in the men's rumble but he's he's someone who came out I think looking better at the end of the night whereas I don't know and it, that's the biggest thing besides being not um besides being so predictable I don't know how many guys in that match were having better were better for having been in it yeah. to be honest.
1: Yeah that's a exactly. really good
2: take. Go ahead, exactly. Rob. Yes. No 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 I
0: uh, Jordan I could not agree with you more um i had the privilege of watching the rumble this year with some buddies of mine uh hot take wrestling you know it's like we we constantly go back and forth like you know oh, did you hear tom brady was supposed to be in it and johnny so you know the, the the rumor tree the rumor mill you know i had the privilege of watching the rumble with those guys and the nostalgia i was like yo do you remember this you remember when that you remember you know it's Jordan, you made a lot of excellent points where it's like, would it be as much predictability if there was less social media, you know, it. Uh, I digress, I digress. It's, just, it's
2: too far, it's too, I've heard people say things like social media has ruined wrestling and that's a step too far for me but I definitely think it's taken away from some of the intrigue around
1: some yes, of these events absolutely. and it's, uh,
2: I don't think that genie's ever going back in the bottle. You know, it's uh, beautiful. We're, we're just as intrigued with the, these behind the scenes things and rumors as we are with the on screen product. And, you know, Absolutely. It's, it's tough. It's a weird time. I was just going to
1: say that um, the whole unpredictability and social media and the internet overall, just the internet wrestling community, like news sites, you know, the dirt sheets, all that. I mean, you guys make great points. I am a hundred percent in agreement with you guys about that. It's definitely changed the business, not necessarily for the worst, but you you don't get the genuine surprises nearly as much as you did maybe 20, 25 years ago.
2: Yeah. There's there's right. nothing that's going to take you back to being that, uh, you know, eight, nine, 10 year old and and watching the, the rumble and, and being, you know, genuinely shocked, you know,
0: like. There. oh my god. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's we I think we like long for those moments. But. We
0: do. We do. We do. And 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 that's the beauty of professional wrestling. That's the beauty of certain pay-per-views like Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, 8-man tag, Team Michaels versus Team Hart. That that's the beauty of it because you get back to those points. And, and it's like, for me, like, I, I I have a 10-year-old son, and I have a five-and-a-half-month-old boy. He's not there yet. But it's like, my, ten, my 10-year-old, is like, dude, I remember when this, I remember the first ladder match. And he's like, yeah, it's Monday Night Raw, another ladder match. <laughs> and it's like, are you getting, you know, it's
2: like it's you're, the getting, you're, purposes, getting, right? you're getting a ladder match on free TV. You should be grateful.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you know, do you know how many yards I had to cut grass for to get a paper, a TLC pay-per-view? So it's, <laughs> it's me reliving my childhood again with my son. And it's kind of like, yo, like, don't disappoint don't disappoint and jordan like you said man it's like the rumble 2014 2015 it's kind of like do i need to cancel my wwe network subscription What, that I, what that whole
2: hashtag right cancel wwe network or whatever and, it's, tough.
0: And, and it's tough it's tough it's tough and then even again you know like i said i was with High Tech wrestling and it's kind of like yo it was all like a bunch of kids, even though we're all adults, but it's like a bunch of kids eating pizza and barbecue, staring at the ring. like, okay, all right, it's number 16. Who's next? Who's next? Since like five, four, three, two. Oh, it's Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, that's definitely uh, a point of contention for a lot of people. Like, why is Shane McMahon back? I mean, to give Shane credit, I will give him Tons of credit, especially when he first started in those first few years. Anytime he had a match, that guy would go all out and put his heart and soul. Always must see. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. After a while, sometimes the the fake looking punches kind of, you know, kind of kill it.
2: I'm just concerned by how sweaty he is. I mean, he he he's he comes out there down the ramp and and he's already. I I, I just think the man needs to see a doctor. I'm getting some
0: water. <laughs> Hydrate before you come to the ring.
1: <laughs> well, then he's probably close to pushing fifty now, right? I mean, come on. I think I think the a little uh, fantasy camp tour yeah. is over.
2: Yeah, yeah, so cold. yeah. Yeah, it's hopefully that 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 should be one of the last times we see him in the ring, I imagine, at this point. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And
0: yeah. I mean what can you do, right? What can you do?
1: Yeah. Uh in your opinion, and here's my opinion, I thought the women's rumble was better than the men. I think more surprises, some some other cool little things that happened during that match. You had Mickey James come out with the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship. <laughs> And Hardcore Country is her theme song. Not the WWE theme, which I really enjoy too. I really love that. And I was at WrestleMania 22 to see that match with her and Trish Stratus, and that place blew up for that match. But seeing Mickey come out to Hardcore Country was amazing. And Sarah Logan coming back, which I thought was really cool. I had a feeling she would because her husband still works with the company. He had the Liv Morgan tie-in. Mighty Molly. Ivory is right to censor. Uh, Ivory was funny.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: And I, I, I actually predicted Bailey would be a surprise, and come back a little early from her rehab and win. But unfortunately for me, I was wrong. Um, I think we might see her in a couple of months, closer to WrestleMania, or even after WrestleMania. But that was—I made my prediction before the whole Ronda Rousey thing started really heating up, too. So uh, if I had mm. heard about the Ronda stuff a couple of days sooner, I probably would have changed my pick to her. But I'll take—I'll take my L in the end about Bailey. <laughs>
0: It, it happens, bro. It, it happens. It happens.
2: <laughs> like you were saying, Mike, I think that the difference, like you, you just reeled off a bunch of highlights from the women's rumble so easily. And, you know, like Phil was struggling to think of good, good highlights from the men's rumble because there were, there were these threads of stories in the women's rumble that we're used to seeing you know, it's mm-hmm. not about the winner. Obviously, that's what everybody remembers, but there's usually a handful of memorable stories that take place. You mentioned Ivory. That was a lot of fun. They, they definitely did right by Mickey James. I know a lot of people were kind of speculating that maybe she wouldn't last very long or they'd kind of make her look like a dork. Mm-hmm. They definitely, you know, did fine with her. Um, I thought it was cool how they tied in the um, Sony Deville, Naomi, Rivalries, yes, uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, so, yep. yeah, with, with Sonia attacking Cameron, I thought that was very cool. You had the Molly Holly, Nikki, uh, ASH thing, and you know, uh, it was very cool. You know, the only thing that that was kind of very strange to me was, um, Sasha Banks's somewhat underwhelming uh run in the Rumble match. I thought, oh, as soon as she came out at one, and like she's gonna be Iron Women. You know, an Iron Woman. She's going to be in until the final four, and that and that didn't happen. But you know, I start to wonder with these kind of um, other opportunities that she has outside of wrestling. I I wonder if we're we're not going to see her um, wrestling career kind of change from what we were used to, um, maybe a lot quicker than than we thought. It's just food for thought. Possibly, definitely, possibly, yeah.
1: And now for the men's rumble, not nearly as many memorable moments. Like we said, Shane McMahon came down. He actually eliminated Kevin Owens, which I guess harkens back to the little feud a couple of years ago. Owens ran him out and then bad bunny. I mean, solid. He's very passionate. I mean, I don't know if it's a guy that I really want to see on a regular basis, but he's very passionate about the business. He gets the job done when he actually has the matches and, you know, hitting the Canadian destroyer on, on riddle was kind of cool, but you know, Go ahead, Phil. So
0: Mike, so so Mike, and, and, and pardon me for cutting you off. So I have to, I have to give it up for Bad Bunny. I have to give it up for him. Oh, uh, 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 what type of view was that when he came out with Damian Priest and they were tag champs? They had that little run
2: at uh, WrestleMania last year, right? Yes, WrestleMania last year.
0: I appreciate Bad Bunny. I really do. I appreciate him for taking it seriously. Yes. I think we all I think we all can at least agree on that because there's been so many celebrities from Pete Rose to Johnny Knoxville, and then it's kind of like you know Hugh Jackman breaking somebody's job. We can go on and on. Yeah. For, sure. for Bad Bunny to actually come in and take it serious, for Bad Bunny to actually know how to take a bump how to posture the right way, how to throw a punch, how to be safe and also protect who you're in the ring with, I can appreciate that. I can genuinely appreciate that. And that's respect for the business.
2: He's really... He's really the best case scenario because we're at this point with WWE where there's we're we're never going back to not having celebrity involvement, and and, and it makes sense from a business perspective. But he is really the best case scenario I think you can ask for as a wrestling fan if we're going to have a celebrity time. It's somebody who, one, is in decent enough shape and has clearly is fairly athletic to pull off some stuff, but two, Mm -hmm. this is really what it comes down to. And he understands what wrestling is about. You watch him and you understand that he clearly is a fan and has been a fan for a long time. He gets yes. it, takes it seriously and it shows in his work. And I mean, him getting F5 and eliminated by Brock Lesnar, like that's that's a great moment. And props to him because if I'm making that much money, there's no way in hell I am agreeing to being thrown around by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. No way. I, you, dude, like
0: you know what. Forget, forget certain awards. I don't want the Nobel Peace Prize. Let Brock Lesnar eliminate me. That's badass. That's awesome. Like yo, hey, hey, dad, get beat up by Brock Lesnar. That's something. That's something to be able to solidify you in the Hall of Fame some years down the line. In my book, in my book. That's just my humble opinion. That's it.
1: Yeah, he's definitely worthy of a, a celebrity wing induction down the line if they choose to do that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And and of course we had Brock Lesnar winning that rumble because of what happened earlier in the evening in his WWE championship match against Bobby Lashley. Roman Reigns comes in, does the run in Paul Heyman, hands him the belt. The ref his ref was down because of a ref bump earlier in the match. And then Roman hits him with the belt and, and screws over Brock Lesnar as Bobby Lashley, once again, and very much deserving in my opinion, is your new WWE champion once again? I love Lashley and MVP together. I think the entire Hurt business should still be intact, and that's a yes. sort of bad creative right there by WWE. I mean, you have a good faction, keep them together. I mean, they could have been Horsemen-esque with the talent that they have on that. Thank you in that faction. Thank you. I mean, thank you. But yes, Lashley's your champion, and then of course now that resets your Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship.
0: Mike, dude, you are preaching, brother. You, Mike, whatever church you go to, I'm joining that church. I don't know if you're a preacher or not, Mike. Wherever you go to church, I'm going to church. Mike, I, I, I can appreciate the setup. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, this is what we have been waiting for. This is what the story buildup has been about. Bobby, who? Knock, who's there, Bobby? Bobby, who? <laughs> That's what the setup's been. Bobby, Lashley didn't need a handout. It was a good match for what it was. Mm-hmm. But I think the frustrating part for me was it was a blatant setup to Roman Brock, whatever number it is. Mm-hmm. Let him fight. Let them fight. Let Bobby showcase Bobby. Let Brock showcase Brock. This is the opportunity to where it's it's it's, it's Godzilla and King Kong. Let them go. Let them go. I can appreciate the Heyman storyline, but it's, I personally don't think Bobby has ever really got his just due or, or the opportunity to truly solidify himself as that guy. This was his opportunity, and you uh, gave it to him, yes, but Roman reigns was the waiter
2: he was uh he was an accessory to his own match basically and uh very yeah. very deserving WWE champion. I liked his his title run before i'm 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 glad I think he's the best option to have that title on raw and i um you know i agree I get the story you're trying to tell of Brock and Roman, and I'm probably even. Um, you know, more excited to see that than than some folks just because I think this version of Brock is very interesting. Um uh, mm-hmm. something that we haven't seen before. So I think that brings a, a, a little extra flair to that Roman match. But like you were saying, I mean, this has been there's really very few po- like truly possible dream matches left in WWE. And Brock versus Bobby was one of them, yeah. but it wasn't about that, it was a vehicle to further another story which I think gets to just another kind of larger problem in WWE is that everything is in service to one or two stories. They can't, they can't, they can't multitask and, and kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's like a cook in the kitchen. who can only prepare one dish at a time. You can't prepare, can't prepare the sides and the dessert. (laughs) There's only one, only (laughs) one thing and you better like it. Right. Because what was the story about, uh, for the Royal rumble, the show, the entire show was about Brock Lesnar. And it was about Ronda Rousey, Yeah, but really it, anything else, you know, I mean, yeah, that the mixed tag match was fun, but is that, gonna, you know, is anything going to come out of that? No, not really. I don't think any stories are further. So it was just a little disappointing. Um, you know, I, I think you have an opportunity to really establish Lashley as, as this dominant force and attraction. I, I can only hope that they revisit um That rivalry, and we get another Brock Bobby match down the road, where it's really, you know, that's a great SummerSlam main event or something. Mm,
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and not revisited eight to ten years later.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you uh, know, let me me interject a little bit, a little bit about the Men's Rumble again. I mean, obviously we said Brock one, blah blah blah, but wouldn't that match been just a little bit better? I mean, speaking of the Pink Slip era. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, who wasn't a pink slip, but he just his contract ran out and he left. Bray Wyatt, Mustafa Ali, even countless others. I mean, how much better of a match just would it have been with those guys in it?
0: Yeah, yo, Mike, so so beautifully said. Why not push some of the talent that we have? Where was Cesaro?
1: Yeah, it's another one.
0: Like Ces- Cesaro is so underappreciated, It, like it breaks my heart, man. It, oh my! Like
2: it's just very strange with um, they they see yeah. him last year. Uh, he obviously got his big WrestleMania moment with a, with a really big program against Seth last year. That was that was a great match. Uh, I, I think he he had a a month long program with Roman Reigns, so they obviously believed. Mm-hmm. Him position them there so it's very strange how they get um and this isn't a new thing by by any means but they get very hot and cold with 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 people and 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 you can see it like you can see it in the booking i'm sure you'll see it play out on raw tonight and you can just tell like certain people like the best rumbles for the most part historically i think one of the key ingredients is you have a lot of potential legitimate winners so that adds to the intrigue and the speculation, you know, people always talk about 92 it's hall of famers galore. Oh, one's another great one. There were lots of potential winners in that one. Mm-hmm. And really in this one, we didn't know Brock, but certainly if we knew he was in it, we knew he had a chance of, you know, not to be the favorite, but besides that, it was really, most of the speculation I saw centered around Biggie who they did him dirty. Talk about hot and cold. Yeah. Uh, um, Randy Orton, who was in there for two minutes in his hometown in a truly, truly bizarre um, decision. And maybe uh, Kevin Owens or an AJ Styles, but, you know, you had KO tossed by Shane McMahon and uh, AJ Styles for some reason eliminated by Madcap Moss of, of all people. So just, just some very bizarre um, decisions and, and, and choices in, in that match. Yeah, AJ
1: Styles being eliminated by Madcap Moss was my WTF moment of the night. <laughs> yeah, Man
2: yeah. Madcap
1: yeah. Moss, period, is WTF. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how is this guy still on the roster? He was the Marty Jannetty to Tino Sabatelli in NXT. and He's, he's going to have pictures of somebody. It's crazy. Madcap Moss is still in Preach WWE. Mike. All these Preach. other guys are gone.
0: Preach, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> do it. I'm hurting. I hurt. My heart breaks when that happens. Hey, you know what? Let me just. Hey, <laughs> I had to get that out. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I do. Oh. I need a mental moment. I need a. I need a. You know, a, a self moment. Just give. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we take one second to acknowledge Omas? I was impressed with him. Go right ahead. I was really impressed with Omos. He reminded me of Kane. Mm-hmm. He really reminded me of Kane when it's like, yo, Kane will come in and, and he still holds the record for what, the most eliminations in the World Rumble? Yep. But the, uh, uh, as a whole like, yo, I, I enjoyed seeing Omos come in there and kind of reconcile for a little bit. I enjoyed that. I even liked when Chad Gable came in and was like, hey, you get a. All right, never mind. Okay, you get it. Oh, okay, never mind. Let's all, like, I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that.
2: There was a story, you know. It was a mini story, but it was it was a it was a story. Seth
1: Rollins against Roman Reigns. Now, this was what a match I was really looking forward to a lot. The Seth Rollins Shield entrance was awesome. I was yes. totally marking out when the Sierra Hotel India. And all that came out, and it was like, oh, my God, this is so Roman's cool. Roman's
2: face. It was, it was perfect when that happened, too. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes,
1: And then they was. had the match, and then Roman, he doesn't break the hold when the ref's yelling at him, gets DQ'd on the five count, and then just goes off and does a Seth Rollins slash Dean Ambrose slash Roman Reigns beat down with the chair on Seth, like we saw six or seven years ago when the shield broke up. And he just beat the ever-living shit
2: out of Seth Rollins. Now, where does Seth Rollins go from here after that? Can I uh, I got a pretty confident prediction that I've been thinking about for, for a couple of weeks now. Ahead, um, and it was always solidified by the way they played that out because I think a lot of people were kind of scratching their heads. I enjoyed it. It was the highlight of the night for me, and I appreciated the story that they were telling. Um, you know, I was fine with the DQ in that situation because I don't think these two are done. I think what you're going to see, my prediction is, you're not going to see Roman and Brock one on one at WrestleMania. I think they're going to go the triple threat route and they're going to hearken back. You know, obviously they were hearkening back to 2014, the Shield uh, breakup, as you said, with the chair shot um, and the callback to that. And I think they're going to do the same thing, but with the WrestleMania 31 match, you know, with the Rollins cash in mm-hmm. uh, during that first mm-hmm. big Brock and Roman match. And I think they've clearly. I mean, they've clearly made a point to invest and in feature Seth Rollins over the last year, so I can't see him just kind of being tossed aside. I mean, I've been wrong before. They've done dumb things like that before, so I could be wrong. But I also don't see any other direction for him to go for WrestleMania. And I would argue he's he's really, for the past year or so, he's he's maybe had the best year of his career in WWE as a performer. He's always been a great in-ring talent. That's been no question. He's one of the best all-around athletes in the business let alone wwe but he's really figured out the character the past year and it's all kind of coming together for him i think it's just the most interesting thing might be um you know is is he is he going to continue to be a heel is is he going to continue it will he be more of a baby face somebody that can root for because you know as you said roman beat the crap out of him it's hard to boost someone after they got the after they got the shit beat out of them like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I loved the, I, I loved Seth coming into the, India. I, I loved all that. Classic Shield. I was there, what, what, what pay-per-view was that? Extreme Rules? In and Chicago. Then following that. Yes, yes, yes. That the, was, uh, Evolution.
2: Six That was, man. Man. Yeah, that was yeah. Evolution
0: versus Shield. Me and my wife were there that night. And then the following night, the betrayal. Like, oh my God, I don't like you. You know, so it, 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 the nostalgia of it all, it was beautiful. I, you know, again, like, to your point, Mike, and your point, Jordan, I'm personally not sure where they're going to go with Seth. I don't really know what they're going to do. The thing that they were doing with Kevin Owens, Seth, and Big E was kind of it's muddled. It's very muddled.
2: And I, I think it, it makes me think too, just because um you talked about the predictability with with Brock winning the rumble. And you know, people are like, you don't need that. You, you, they already set up the Brock Roman match, right? Based on what happened mm-hmm. in Brock's match against Bobby. And it kind of makes me think, I just don't know if they know who they want to work with Lashley. If Lashley's going to have the title WrestleMania, I don't know if they believe in anybody right now, because I mentioned Big E earlier, they gave him a run. They pulled the plug on that. And then he, he was, he had basically a, a, a meaningless, you know, run in the rumble getting tossed very, Mm -hmm. very nonchalantly Mm -hmm. without popping circumstance. I'm sure um, Kofi's, Situation not going as planned probably affected that. Uh,
0: no, never get me started on that. That, but was, you know what?
2: that was cursed from the curse from the start right there. Now,
0: to your point, Jordan, to your point, yo, why not push somebody like a ricochet? Yeah. Because let's be real. They don't utilize ricochet the way that King ricochet. Pardon me, sir. They don't utilize King ricochet the way they should use him. And what we know he's capable of? Why not use a Shinsuke Nakamura? Why not push another AJ Styles? By, put, uh, a, why not push some of these people that we know can go? That we know can not only get the ball and score that touchdown? Why not use some of these people? That's that's the frustration part for me. That's the frustrating part for me. It, uh, I I don't want to see Otis <laughs> Bobby Lashley. I don't I don't want to see that. I don't I don't want to see a Chad Gable Bobby Lashley, but a Ricochet speed and power. Yeah, I think I, I'm interested in that. I, I have a solid KO versus Bobby Lashley build up. I'm there for that. Yeah, I'd I'm there talk-
1: for that. Yep, and uh. I kinda like Chad Gable, so I wouldn't mind seeing a Chad Gable uh he's <laughs> amazing. Actually, because I kind of think Chad's the miniature version of Kurt Angle in a lot of ways. He is, he
0: is, he is. And it's not that I have anything against Chad Gable. Nothing, nothing like that at all. But yo, know, I, I I really want to see people push to their true potential. It it for me, it's kind of like that 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 climb up the ladder.
2: It's okay, it's really- Chad. All right. It's really interesting how they're hesitant to really, um, you know, I think that's why it was so exciting when Biggie did get his opportunity as, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of uneven as, as his title run was, I, I, I don't think we can say it was amazing. And I I wouldn't put that on him. I think that they just didn't really have a plan for it and, and that bore out, but to see them actually get behind somebody different was, was exciting. Um, and they don't seem to have the confidence to do that with anyone, but they also don't give people the opportunity to give them that confidence. Right. So at some point you kind of have to be a little ahead of the game and, and, and be willing to pull the trigger on someone before they're ready. I mean, if you, if you look at most of the big stars throughout wrestling, they, they pulled the trigger on, on people before they were ready. I mean, I got a Bret Hart shirt on right now. Do you think, you know, was 1992 a little early to give him the WWE championship? Probably, but it worked out in the end. You know, I, I think back to uh, Stone Cold the first time he won the Rumble in 97. Was that a little early in terms of where the Stone Cold character was? Probably, but it worked out. You know, they pulled the trigger. You got to oh. give people a chance. You know, you got to give people a chance. But at the same time, I also, I also think WWE's kind of in this space, in this business now. You know, they're... Their concern is not what the the fans are talking about the next day. They they want to know what the headlines are going to be Sunday morning, and um, news outlets and and Brock Lesnar. That name is just way more shiny and attractive to those outlets. To uh, okay, you know, Brock, Brock Lesnar
0: and Ronda Rousey.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I'm not I'm not uh I'm not defending that or saying that that's the. The right way to go about it, especially for diehard wrestling fans like us, but I think that I really think that that's the lens that they make a lot of these decisions through and yes. you know it it could it it it's obviously not sustainable for the for the long term, but um you know they're still they're still ticking and they probably will be for some time, so it's uh you know. It's I I I look for my creative wrestling satisfaction in AEW now, and then I come to WWE. I come to WWE with my lowered expectations, and I just hope I get something like uh, Roman Seth, like we saw, which which you know I was happy with. And the other thing I gotta say to people who didn't enjoy the Rumble, do not. No one should watch the Royal Rumble alone. I I have a feeling some of these people are watching the Rumble alone. This mat, this event is made to be watched with with friends, with your children. Like you're saying, it is a it, yes. it is the best wrestling event ever to watch with a group of people. I I watched with a buddy who knew wrestling and a buddy who didn't know wrestling, and it's very um, accessible to non fans because it's it's such a simple concept. That's that's the brilliance of it. Really,
1: mm-hmm.
2: great point. Uh, my,
1: one of my best friends was here at the house with me in uh, the southwest suburbs and. We enjoy the hell of our, uh, of our time together watching the Rumble, you know, the surprises. We, we mark out for certain names. And, yeah, it's definitely a great group event. Uh, one more little point I want to mention coming off. Well, here, of Mike, Mike, Mike. Yes.
0: Before you make your point, sir, sorry to interrupt you. Okay. Happy birthday to you, sir. Happy belated birthday to you, sir. Oh, thank Happy you. Birthday. Yep. Yeah. I didn't forget brother. I did not forget. And I was like, yo, Mike, what are you doing for your birthday? He was like, man, I'm going to just watch the rumble. So yeah. Hey man, happy belated birthday to you brother.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now, uh, Becky Lynch and do Becky Lynch wins Doudrop. that match. Totally expected. I mean, I like do drop a lot. I think Piper Niven would have been a better name for her, like for like she was in NXT UK, but I digress. Becky goes over. She wins the match, and now it's got to be right. And, and if if I'm wrong, it, it's crazy. It's got to be Becky Lynch and Ronda
2: Rousey in one of the main events at WrestleMania, right?
1: I think it you might be, be crazy.
2: I think you might be crazy. If I if if I have a feeling, I I I kind of think that they're getting back to to Becky and Bianca. I hope they are to to close that loop because I I I think um, Bianca. I was... would
0: appreciate that.
2: Right. I would appreciate it. Ron, but Ronda Becky needs to happen one. at some point. I also I also think they're going to – they kind of back themselves into a corner with how they're going to book Ronda and how they're going to book Becky because Becky's been a heel. Mm-hmm. We saw Ronda toward the end of her run as a heel. It was I, – I would say it was she was better as a heel, and she's obviously kind of uh, made herself a heel on social media to a lot of wrestling fans, so I think that works. So I don't even know – how you tell that story obviously they have unfinished business they didn't have that one-on-one match but yeah. I, I just don't i don't see i and and then they they obviously set up you know you can do a, a ronda charlotte match with the way that that rumble ended but that's also going to be very confusing from a from a heel maybe <laughs> face uh perspective as well like i think charlotte's a great performer but she's not fun to cheer for no she's not no
0: <laughs> she's not. She's not. I, Mike, I, I agree with you, Mike. I think it'll be Becky Ronda. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Becky, Bianca, and God forbid they do a Becky, Ronda, Bianca triple threat. I, uh,
1: yeah, it's kind of revisiting three years ago when you do that, though. It It, yeah. it is.
0: It is. And, and there's, give me something different. Give me something different.
1: And that's what we had with Bianca and Sasha at Mania last year. I really enjoyed the hell out of that. And because I think she's one of the best pure athletes in WWE. But honest to God, it's got to be Becky and Ronda. And the story's there. I mean, the only loss for Ronda in her career came at the hands of a Becky Lynch pin, which really wasn't a full-on pin, if you remember. It wasn't. They have the video, they can go back and the story tells itself. This is something that's got to happen sooner than later in my opinion. And I thought maybe Ronda winning would kind of put that match together and it'd be totally paint my numbers. One, two, three. Here we are. Becky versus Ronda. The story tells itself.
0: Agree. Agree. Spoken like a true Rembrandt. (laughs) Mike, whatever church you go to, I'm joining this Sunday, brother. If you guys have Bible study tomorrow, I'm going. You, uh, there's no point reinventing the wheel, dude. It's. I digress. I digress.
2: The best wrestling stories are simple, and I, I, I mean, I, I would like to see them go their route. Why? Well, I, I, I kind of don't think they will. I, I, I do think um, a Charlotte Bianca program would be really interesting, and I think that those two could have a really great match at, at WrestleMania as well. When you talk about probably. You know, from an athletic perspective, the two best athletes in the women's division and in, in WWE. So I, I think that would be absolutely. excellent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and the and the odd thing now is, I wouldn't even say odd. I, I have more dream matches now for the women's division than the men's. Yeah, I would love one day to see like a Jade Cargill versus Charlotte, a Bianca Belair a Bailey a Nikki Ash. I, I, I would love to see a thunder roast. throw a thunder roast in there and throw J Carr here. I would give, love me, give me a that.
2: Becky Lynch versus a Brit Baker.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it uh, a Brit Baker versus a Charlotte a Bailey a Sasha these are the matches that I want to start seeing. I don't want it to be where. uh which 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 WrestleMania was that when it was Triple H versus Sting?
2: Thirty-one, right? Yeah, something
0: like that. Yeah, and, and we all remember the oh, the yeah. Monday Night War Beef. We remember that, and it was the NWO and the DX and. I don't want it to be when I'm on a walker and a cane. I, I don't. I personally don't. Mm-hmm. It was good to see for nostalgia purposes, but it's like, yo, know, I... Years too when, late. when NWO and DX were running things, I was in high school. We used to get in trouble for throwing a wolf pack and doing the crutch chop.
2: Yep. When that, <laughs> we happened, was like, but that was the rite of passage in school, getting in trouble. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it was like, well, it's happening now when
0: I have, like, a mortgage and three kids <laughs> <laughs> and have been married for, like, eight to ten years. I want to see these dream matches while they're still relevant. Yes. And while they're in their prime, uh, right? Yes, yes. I don't want it to be like a uh, – I forget what production that was when it was Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. Uh. I, I and they're both in their sixties. I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Let these wrestlers in their prime show and do what they can do while they're at their best. You got a Becky. You got a Charlotte. You got a Sasha, a Bianca. The list goes on. Versus a Jade, a Thunder Rosa, a Britt Baker. Let it happen. Let it happen, and, and and my wrestling art world. Let it
1: happen. Yeah, if we can get ever get a WWE slash AEW collaborative partnership with women's wrestling, it would be pretty. Ooh. Amazing.
2: Ooh. Can I can I just shatter Phil's dreams immediately and just say that that what Mike just suggested will? I'll just be the the disappointing voice of realism. <laughs> Never going to happen. But I'm right there with you for it. It's. It's the best time it's no exaggeration it's literally the best time in the history of women's wrestling and it's and it's really cool. I think that mm-hmm. not only does WWE have a great women's division with with depth of talent, yes you can talk about the usage of, of some talent that's you know a little disappointing at times but the talent's there and then you have a whole nother company uh, if not a couple companies with with you know be more than serviceable, Division. Absolutely. I think it's still absolutely. I think it's still a little bit of a weak point for AEW at times, to be honest, but it's it's certainly miles ahead of where it was, you know, uh, when they first launched a couple of years ago.
1: Let's give impact yeah. a little bit of love too when the women absolutely
2: division. they've been really really good the last
1: decade or so.
2: And the only uh the only other division represented in the rumble. Yep. So. <laughs> Not NXT. <Yeah. laughs> that was a shocker too, both for both but, the, w- yeah. the women's and the men's side. Yep. So I'm
0: glad I didn't, I'm glad I, you know, I thought I maybe drank too much like, yo, did I miss something? Like, did somebody from NXT come and get eliminated? So I'm glad I wasn't the only one. That was disappointing.
2: Yeah. No Pete Dunn, no Ciampa. I think on the women's side to me, it was a no-brainer. You have people like Io Shirai, Dakota Kai, veterans who can handle their business in a situation like that who you know you can count on and quite frankly you know, people that don't really have a place in 2.0 anymore. And it's kind of like what, you know, these people are lost in limbo. These, these stars from the black and gold days of NXT, but they're also not on the main roster, but they're also clearly not in the plans for 2.0. So like, what are we doing with these people? I want to see them on my TV. If you're not going to use them, you know? Absolutely. That's,
0: that's, that's the honesty got truth, man, because it's unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, it's too much talent out here now to just stay stagnant with yeah. and not use. And, and, and unfortunately people are asking out of their contracts left and right. And and then you see them it elsewhere. It's like, Oh my God, did you, it, it, it's that every week.
2: Moment. It's every week. It's, it's someone, someone got released or someone asked for their release.
0: It's like, yo, like, what do you, you you have him and you're not gonna use him or her? Like, come on, man! Like, it, it it's it's good and bad because it's kind of like, yo, I would love to see them shine in WWE, but unfortunately, if you can't get your shine there, get it somewhere else.
2: And now they have the opportunity to do that for the first time, really, you know, at at the level that they can potentially in AEW, really for the first time since WCW. I mean, yeah, you've had. Impact, but that, that never really reached the level of success and and prominence where it was really a viable alternative. So it is at least great for the wrestlers. It's certainly disappointing for us though, because there, there is so much talent and, you know, there's Mm -hmm. only so many spots. There's only, only so much TV time, but, um, you know, we, we can dream and we can, we can fantasy book. That's, that's the beautiful part of it. Right.
0: And 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 I know we were talking about the rumble on WWE, but 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 one of the things that I have to say, shout out to AEW because one of the things that I truly appreciate with AEW is the fact that they have no problem networking with other companies. Where uh, where where FTR FTR is the tag champs to um, Triple H Underground, but well, who are they tag champs to Triple A Triple A, yeah. And, and uh, uh, Kenny Omega, we all remember Kenny Omega, the Wrestler of the Year, every belt on his body, with the exception of WWE belts. He was grand champ everywhere and competed everywhere. Orange Cassidy was the champ of, I forget, John Marsley was the champ of, I forget? is forget, yeah. I love the fact that they don't mind working with other companies. I love that. I think WWE, if they can get away from this competition base and get more in a collaborative base, that would bring a lot more people that walked away from wrestling back home. Just my humble opinion.
1: Obviously that's a uh, a topic we can talk about another time. Uh There's just so much more we can talk about, but uh <laughs> we're approaching probably close to an hour. So our final act is I usually like to have our guests plug their social media, whatever personal things they got coming up, uh, upcoming events. Go ahead. Uh I'll let Jordan go first and then we'll go with Phil.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Phil's probably going to have me beat in terms of exciting projects and, and stuff he has coming up to look out on. You can just, uh, Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jordan Garrettson. Um, look me up. there's I mean, sports wrestling, funny memes, a lot of bullshit on there. Hit me up, talk wrestling. Give me your opinion. you know i the 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 big thing for me and what I appreciate about talking to you guys about wrestling is I still enjoy it and I'm just I'm not going to be one of these people who just talks about all all the stuff I hate all all day. Do I have opinions and stuff that I dislike? Absolutely. But it's not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't consume me. And I, I th- there's so much negativity, I think, you know, grounded, um, uh, justified criticism is one thing, but just negativity to be negative is, is a different thing. And I, and I, the fact that I could still enjoy it. And the fact that there are other people out there that enjoy it, you know, I, I love that. Now I'll, I'll say that and then I'll probably tweet something later tonight about how uh, how stupid some segment on Raw was. But, uh, you know, no, none, nonetheless, I'll, I'll, I'll flip it back to back to you, Mike. OK, Phil, go ahead and uh, promote yourself a little.
0: Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Phil Myers Sr. Please call me Kent and I a great one. No chill with Phil, the child support slayer. Just don't call me late for dinner. Please follow my good friend Mike Pancow and Windy City Slam podcast. Follow my excellent good friend Jordan Garrison and all social media platforms. Please feel free to follow me, Phil Myers Sr. on Facebook. Hot Take Wrestling on Instagram. No chill with Phil on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, TikTok. If you are single, ladies, and you are on Christian Mingle, follow me at BoazForYourAss.com. I also have a MySpace. I am a purebred wrestling fan at heart, a geek at heart, one of the King nerds. Wendy City Slam, thank you so much for having me, sir. Thank you. This has been an awesome experience, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: And, and I just got to say, after that promo from Phil, which was outstanding, it, outstanding, outstanding, by the way, I, I speaking of Raw tonight, if they need to get anybody over, I'd just say, have them come out with Phil and give Phil a mic. He'll get, <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get the job done. But no, it's, it's it, been, bro. been, a, been it. a pleasure. So, Mike, appreciate you having, ha- you having us on. And Phil, it's been uh, awesome getting to uh, chat about this silly, stupid, amazing thing that we Absolutely. love so much. It-
0: Absolutely. And look, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Yo, I am all about promotion. Follow All Heel Wrestling. Follow Wendy City Slam Fight. Follow Mike. Follow Jordan. Follow me. Yo, it's, it's, it's all about collaboration. It's all about love and respect. When I tell you as a nerd, a comic book professional wrestling nerd, yo, I love this shit. This is amazing. I will never stop. Be a kid at heart. Never grow old. Never, ne- Yo, never forget the things that made you, you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jordan. You guys are awesome.
1: All right. Thank you. <laughs> really fun show talking about the Royal Rumble with two first-time guests. Phil and Jordan, really, really fun to talk to. Fun show today, talking about the Rumble. WrestleMania season's always the best time of the year between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Big, big things coming for WWE. Whether you liked the Royal Rumble or you didn't like it, it's like watching a car crash. You got to check it out. All right, next week, new special guests coming onto the show, making their debut. We welcome two out of the three members of the Next Level Soldiers. Yes, we're bringing aboard Coda Holiday and Englewood's finest, Jax Johnson. We're going to talk about their emerging careers in the business and take a look at NLS's For Everyone, a special event scheduled for the Berwin Eagles Club on Saturday, March the 5th. Plus, we'll recap other happenings in the world of local independent wrestling and preview Warrior Wrestling 19. You're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.